0: Thank mm-hmm. you. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Apartment 113 podcast, where we talk with cool folks in the cannabis and psychedelics industry to learn about their projects and celebrate their successes. My name is Rob Sanchez, and this is episode 44. We've got a unique episode for you all today with seven short interviews from MJ BizCon 2023. MJ BizCon in Las Vegas is the biggest cannabis industry conference and gathering. With sessions, expo halls, events, awards, networking, and more events on top of that, it's one of the best ways to connect and take your cannabis business to the next level. Find out more at mjbizconference.com. Our guest lineup today features Nigel Despinas, the owner of Industry Marketing, also featured on episode 8 of the podcast, Shannon Lyon, who's an operations coordinator for Garden State Girl and journalist for Hedy NJ, Dustin Hawksworth editor at large and creator of fat nugs magazine also featured on episode 15 of the podcast sydney weiser who's a data scientist and cloud infrastructure engineer at neatleaf then we have ryan Knoll, who's in sales with green rooster gourmets followed by sebastian good the creator and award-winning cultivator at 420 fast buds following up and last but not least, of course, we have Brett Puffenbarger, the VP of Marketing, Cannabis Division at Green Check Verified. Enjoy the show. And We are coming to you live from the Golden Paddle Showdown, a little event kicking off here for MJ BizCon Day One. Uh, quick review is sponsoring we got polar gold in the house and our first g- guest of the day here is nigel Despinas. nigel man welcome
1: what's up man it's good to see you glad to be back in the apartment
0: yes dude and recording live man yeah this it's, is wild it was last time a we a had like states across us <laughs> yeah many states <laughs> but dude it's good to, it's good to be talking with you again and be, to be down here at bizcon what are you excited for the most this week
1: Oh, man. Honestly, connecting with people who I haven't seen in a while is going to be great. Um, honestly, ha- having those conversations, kind of kind of what we've been doing here today, honestly, just like just things being that able come to up. talk shop a little bit more yeah. naturally, right? Exactly. Yeah. And like you typically are doing things over Google Meets or Zooms. And it's like this very structured form of conversation where it's like I've got 15 minutes and we're going to
0: talk about a topic. And it's like True. I kind of want to. There's an agenda here. Yeah, and we're not going to talk gotta about Kendama's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. For those listening, uh, I have a skill toy addiction, and my latest favorite is the Kendama. So, so dope. look forward to more Kendama content coming to Apartment 113. Yeah, I man, <laughs> you need
1: to start posting shorts or reels or something. He's go. hitting these tricks that are insane.
0: Landed some. Yeah, man. So what have you been up to since we last talked, man? Digging into into the industry side of things.
1: Yeah. So I uh, was previously working in uh, data analytics, market research, um, and kind of just left that situation and have been writing for the past two years or so. Um, started a little bit in college, but Fat Nugs was honestly kind of like the resurgence of my writing.
0: Yeah, and ILGM, have you been yeah. pulling any articles for them recently?
1: I So I've been doing some email marketing projects with them, but not as many of the Cultivation articles. Okay. But nice. I talked to Herb the other day, so. Yeah, hey, moving over into
0: some marketing stuff there a little bit. Yeah, That's and like cool. the
1: content stuff is dope, right? I. I have thoroughly enjoyed all the different roles that i've worked in the industry and like kind of what we were talking about with sports earlier rob say does a wide variety he did a wide variety of sports in high school
0: uh and that gives you this knowledge base to pull from with different things you know right you've got kind of worn you've worn the hats before yeah you know, exactly. once you've done those things you can uh, have the conversation or use that knowledge to go a little bit further and that's the thing right i i know from a, a
1: sell side where a lot of these businesses are like, trying to get across. And from a consumer side, I also know what people are looking for on different things.
0: Right. Yeah, man. And that's uh, that's the key. I think there's a lot of businesses that maybe lose sight of what the consumer is actually wanting. You know, the business is focused on, like, their objectives. Like, making the bottom line. Scaling. You know, entering the next state. Exactly. And there's still there's still real folks that are buying these products and are, are supposed to enjoy them. Absolutely. Uh, at the end of the day. Yeah. And it's, and it's like a... Um
1: it's a crazy, obvious feedback loop that's like brain dead, stupid simple, you know? It's like, why not listen to what our customers want, Dude, bake that into our product. It's a DPD, right? And they'll
0: want it more. Yeah, it's like sounds very simple at face value, like listen to what they say, but then as soon as you dig in, complexities. Because then now, okay, you have 100 people told you what they want, how, how do you decide which one to do? What's the most important? Yeah, and then who, you know, who, what's the opportunity cost of not doing something that someone wants it introduces a new problem, but I agree, man. There's What's a need the slowness, to listen. Right. Yeah,
1: it's kind of what we were talking about, where it's like, if you start on a nice general base and you know are are building slow and with intention, right. there's so much more that comes with it.
0: Right, right. Yeah, and I think that that kind of um, methodical approach to scaling keeps you true to your value, you know, true to your core. And I've seen like when businesses scale too fast or when they acquire, they end up buying like out of their lane thinking they were thinking they were ready you know yeah, absolutely. and sometimes you're not ready sometimes sure you are man and if you're listening to us now and you're ready to acquire I guess don't be afraid but man know your shit right <laughs> yeah exactly
1: and it's like I don't there's hey. thank you man um, cheers cheers we cheers. just got a joint donated to the table <laughs> yeah. hell yeah <laughs> we we um, once it gets to a point where a company is is scaling and people become numbers or, or demographics you've zoomed out a little far too much, or at least in the point where you're looking at like world domination. Yeah. It is getting
0: like eye in the sky like that. Isn't it, man? You start seeing all the numbers and, um, but there's value to making decisions because you you do need to make decisions off that. And you can make a better product with those numbers. Absolutely. That's the dangerous thing, right? But but it's great power comes great responsibility. Exactly.
1: (laughs) But you just need to have a human element involved and kind of like you said, right? If, if I, I'm not going to say any specific company lands because I don't want (laughs) to, But <laughs> right, like if right. I choose to company, if I choose to acquire a company, um, in the lighting space, and I'm doing packaging. What are you doing? Like, what are you? You're just trying to make a yeah, giant company right? With just evaluation? because you thought
0: it was a good buy, and that's the issue too. Too, some people are in it just to turn. They're just turning a business, like flipping a house. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so that's definitely ongoing. I'm sure a lot of that's going on here too this week, man. A lot of, of people course. come down to BizCon to connect. I don't. Uh, I think that they moved the convention out to the old center that it was before so it's not in the double layers that it was last year but we had two floors last year at BizCon oh. of booths and uh, I actually didn't even make it to the back of it. Really? it it was so huge and people are saying this year's is bigger so I it's don't know how the industry warm. continues to get that way man it's insane you were already in there setting up a booth
1: yeah 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 I uh, my one of my clients a SurePack. pack shout out to a SurePack, great packaging hey um, They got me out here and I helped them set up their booth and I walked the floor and oh my god, it's expansive. Endless, huh? Oh my gosh. And end to end, right? And people with forklifts are driving around like mad trying to deliver supplies because you have companies from every end of the industry here.
0: The setup day is crazy there. As they're like lifting those giant signs up into the ceiling. I mean like hanging them and everything. Yeah, for folks who haven't seen it, I mean imagine the convention center near whichever city you're at. And like quadruple that. It <laughs> fill it with cannabis businesses. It's truly like a becoming a cannabis mecca and it's sort of like a cannabis industry takeover I think on the strip for like this whole week, honestly. The I weekend, totally agree. Even the weekend after, it's slowly stretching. Eventually it's gonna be like the BizCon month, you yeah. know, the Vegas month for cannabis. <laughs> which
1: which is interesting, right? Like the BizCon has always made the choice to be in Vegas. So but you kinda have these different conventions that have Expanded out to other states or yeah. jumping locations. Yeah. I remember at one point they had a, a bizcon that was going on in New Orleans. Really? Which probably like that might be like
0: six ish years ago or something like that. They did in New right. Orleans. Right. So they kind of uh, focused down and made their their vibe is like the Vegas appeal.
2: Yeah, and exactly.
0: I, definitely being at the end of the year, it it presents that kind of uh, like that kind of feeling too. Like you can come here at the end, celebrate with your company, like. Advertise something you've been building all year. Like learn about what everyone else has been doing, absolutely. and kind of enter the holiday season and the next year, understanding like the industry or like getting a good feel for the pace of things, like what's out there. You know, absolutely,
1: and like leaning into connections that you made. Like we talked a bunch about the things that we're working on, and like yeah, now there's good understanding, understanding to open there's up and chill. Yeah, exactly. You you relax. You talk about kind of what what the future holds, and you know things generally outside of work because. You know, us cannabis people tend to be workaholics in a lot of ways.
0: Yeah, dude, it's it's wild how you don't realize it. I think how many projects you can get going on the cannabis space, and then suddenly you take a step back, and it's like, oh wow, it's time for a weekend. You know, it's time yes. to actually. What do I do when I just have a weekend? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just gotta sit.
1: What is chilling, mm-hmm. which is like the most ironic thing I think that can exist in our industry since. People tend to associate weed with the chill you know
0: yeah to have like such an industry of grinders and like kind of like constant like pushers and you know folks that are trying to create it comes with the comes with the cannabis as well i think encouraging people to keep innovating and solving problems are there any other events you're going to this week that you're excited for i'll
1: tell you what man i did not honestly make any plans to i've been one of the micro obsessions that i've had as of recent as poker So I'm gonna probably play a bit of poker on uh, the strip, but in Rome, yeah, exactly, right. But um, I was interested in the polka dot event because they have a giant booth here, and you know, I don't not to put anybody on blast, but like that was a. I remember when they were trap chocolates. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So they've gone above.
0: They've gone above the board with and muscaria. Is it with legal mushrooms then? Yep. Okay. That's what I'm thinking at least. they're just getting ready to be able to commoditize and make CPGs as soon as psilocybin hits, and they have been. The microdose market is going to be wild on that side. Dustin, <laughs> tried. We got folks playing pickleball here. Tournament's gotten started, and we're sitting on the uh, what will soon be sunny rooftop of the Plaza Hotel, just kind of looking off over the strip, but. I-
1: I've never seen pickleball before, so this is a... <laughs>
0: it's an eye-opener for sure. Oh huh?
1: my
3: gosh, I've never... Seen
1: I've never the whole tournament. In
0: this. Yeah, how for those... Doing? Ask him
1: how his team is doing
0: oh, it's great. Yeah. We're oh, about yeah. it now. Four we just got our ace player oh. here. Oh. We're, we'll, we're bringing him on. You winning? 4-0. Oh, 4-0, oh, four four and and oh, oh. Oh, dude. Quick Reviews, bringing home the gold. Quick Reviews nice crushing job, right now.
1: Where's Fat Nugs at, <laughs> Dustin? What up, yo? Where's Fat Nugs at? Oh, we're 0-2. Oh oh. All right, oh we got Fat
0: Nugs at 0-2. They're getting, started. they're getting started a little slower, but they're going to be there.
2: <laughs>
1: Dustin's taking the uh, smoke break in the middle of this.
0: Yeah, we're just here to basically keep everyone
2: medicated, keep them moving. <laughs> this is they gave me. I'm trying to figure it out. I love it. I love it.
1: How many matches are going on right now?
0: Eight?
2: I, yeah, exactly. At least.
0: It's honestly incredible. I. It's a full on bracketed tournament. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's It's going strong. The winner gets $500 and the bragging rights, of course.
1: Which, what greater bragging rights exist than being the the cannabis (laughs) pickleball? Yes,
0: for real. No, I'm looking forward to seeing the convention here after this and walking the booths. It's always like kind of a reunion moment, just like walking through, seeing folks. And I love that like every year, like more people, like I see them and it's like, oh, it's this guy again. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, dude, I remember doing business with you last year or... Where we were on, like, remote teams one time. It's crazy to see you in person, you know? There's a lot of cross-pollination
1: wild. that exists in our yeah. day-to-day. And then, like, you get the in-person aspect because so much is remote now, you know?
0: Right. I think that's – uh, it's important. I think it, it breathes, like, a little bit of energy into, like, into what I'm normally doing because of how remote I am. Like, typically, mm. yep. I'm kind of removed from the space, like, doing software things, recording the podcast. It's good to get, like, on the ground and, like, really feel the vibes again of the of the community. Yeah, you know, Of everyone around. And it's cool
1: because – You know, BizCon has always been a way for me to kind of see things that I didn't even frankly know existed as like sectors or verticals in our industry. True, Uh, right.
0: You're seeing kind of how everyone's leaning into it. It's like, it takes a village, man.
2: Yeah, I first
1: learned learned about like botanical terpene extraction from a BizCon because I was just, you know, I knew cannabis and hemp derived terpenes, but like. But
0: how people were actually getting all the terps that they're, they're adding to things, man. Yeah. That's, un- that's unreal. I'm looking forward to reading the, that big book of Terps. I've been seeing that volume two getting kicked around. I think it's uh, Ross Ra- Hudson. Ross Hudson. Sorry, buddy. I'll get yeah. you on the show soon.
1: <laughs> it, I think that is around what his name is. Uh, yeah,
0: big. but uh, shout out to the big book of Terps, true. pushing uh, the, the goodness and the glory of terpenes, right? Absolutely. <laughs> the man. knowledge
1: there. And that's something that, like, as time has gone, I've been gradually
0: trying to build a better knowledge base around because... The market's slowly picking up on it. I'm really spoiled by Nevada with the top three terps on all the labels. It almost gives you a cheat code and kind of like a, like an entry. All right, you're in it already. You can see this is five milligrams per gram of Myrcene. So how does that differ from ten? And you have the ganja
1: perspective layering on top of that, right? So you've got the scoring system that you're
0: incorporating different aspects of the budget you're looking through. that part's been really fun to look at things like that and try to rate and review to be honest i i think i'm too critical (laughs) but it's probably good you know it's good to be critical and not have like a lot of bangers or like churning out a lot of hundreds and like high 90s well
1: because it's it's one of those things where like if the same with film you know i'm sure there's a lot of hard-nosed film or food critics who It's hard to impress them, man. It's hard to, like,
0: raise an eyebrow from them, And it's
1: aggravating to 95% of people probably who are participating because it's like, give me some leeway. But, like, there's people who want that perfection,
0: you know? Yeah, man, they want to actually hold that bar or try to find that level of connoisseurship. And I think that there's a level of that to be found along, like, any price bracket. That's the whole distinction in cannabis connoisseurship that I think is hard to get across that you can find quality in, like, lower price tiers, just like you can find quality in the top shelf. You don't necessarily have to start, like, breaking out the wallet and, like, you know, shelling it out to find your, like, highest terpene quantity. Not all
1: good AIDS cost $65 or $55.
0: Don't buy the hype. And on the concentrate side, man, in Vegas, I saw an $80 gram for some sugar or something here in in the city. It's rough, dude. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It's tax, man.
1: It's crazy. I don't... I don't know. I get it. Folks are raking it in. It. Yeah, right. exactly. There's some places and, you know, there's some things where, like, market conditions are dictating what's going on, right? Missouri was a perfect example. It was over uh, or undersupplied out the wazoo, man. Like, dispensaries are buying shit before it uh, yeah. even got to flour, You know, it was...
0: Yeah, there was a out. big old, like, conspiracy with some out-of-state oil that was worked into the system and distilled mm. through products. And, like, maybe a few million dollars of products had to be recalled. Because of it, supply chain issues. Yeah, where the I don't know if it's actually been proven or found out for sure, but the rumor is there's like some out-of-state oil that was brought into the, into the supply chain, mm-hmm. like somehow, non-compliantly, right? <laughs> they Can worked they it into a out? metric package, or somehow okay. it got added in. I don't know how. Metric magicians, man, they exist. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's not what you want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. I. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't know that that was the cause of it, though.
0: Yeah, I think they got straightened out, but I did see some news that their sales are declining in Missouri now. So maybe like some of that initial boom of people that were like, cannabis is here. You know, Mm. I've been waiting this whole time. You know, they're driving over the border from Kansas and that maybe some of that's kind of leaning out. But it could be supply chain related in general if the sales are down. And it's like uh, I was talking to a client about it where it's you
1: get to such a point on that kind of initial hype train where, you know, you still have decently high uh medical participation but a huge surge comes in from recreational and like right people keep going and keep going and then at some point you have customers who are like you have some the initial hype of it wears off or or you have some people who are uh kind of changing how they buy or how they consume and like things flatten out prices drop competition enters and like you can only have those undersupplied over demanded moments for so long before people try to hop on Right. Much or as they possible. start growing in their
0: house, man. Right? <laughs> home grows. The home grow laws in Missouri are great too. I think so. I'm sure the market there is gonna be picking up. What's up, everybody? We're back again, and this time we're here with Shannon Lyon, who is an operations coordinator uh, from New Jersey. Uh, and uh, Shannon, when, welcome, hey, welcome Rob. to the show.
4: Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm like excited to do this. It's pretty dope.
0: Definitely, yeah, just chilling at the Golden Paddle Tournament, kind of talking to folks nearby, and um, arranging future episodes. Might as well have a little uh, little introduction now and kind of learn about what you've been up to in New Jersey or a li- little about your cannabis journey so far. How'd you get to BizCon, right? Uh,
4: well, the way I got to BizCon's kind of interesting. I, I, like, talked my way into it and created my own path to get here. I met someone and said we should do this, and it just evolved into, like, let me go here nice because like, it could be long-winded I'm good at long-winded my ADD gets in the way but to keep it simple like I created an interesting little path for myself and just kind of did the thing
0: so you're working with a uh, dispensary or a full vertical operation
4: in New Jersey right now I am helping do some edu- right now I'm helping do some education classes um, and I'm working with Hetty and Jay to help build community and start doing community-based content and people that are helping create a cannabis culture and all the different facets in new jersey so not just focusing on the business regs and legislation and the day-to-day ins and outs of running cannabis businesses because the average consumer isn't necessarily interested in the politics of the business they just want to know like they need to understand what they're
0: what they're after right i like that educational approach a lot there's uh there's a definitely a need for educating consumers, and that's the only way that there can be more consumers, you know, for folks to approach cannabis if they still have some stigma or if they've just never tried it before. There's, it can be overwhelming, right? Drinking from a fire hose.
4: Exactly. Um, a friend of mine runs an education company called Elucidation Strategies, and we just did a cannabis community education program in Cherry Hill, New Jersey at the public library. Oh, And, cool. you know, it was a yeah. respectable turnout, maybe 15, 20 more seniors, so people who are really curious, but also very trepidatious and scared because of the negative connotations. They're afraid they're just gonna get high and not well.
0: Kind of want to understand the the, the nuances there. Yeah. Yeah, the library approach is a great way to to keep it public too, and kind of like low pressure. You know, you don't need to commit. No one's gonna judge you for going to the library. No, (laughs) the
4: library is a safe space, and like when you have space, safe spaces like that in the community, embrace cannabis and want to promote education that's super that's in, that's helpful and like that's a yeah. great place to start
0: can you believe that we have education courses in public libraries now um, would you have thought that
4: i never <laughs> even thought that i'd be sitting here in las vegas playing pickleball at a unique networking event like <laughs>
0: it's it's all of cannabis right and it's definitely unreal how fast the industry grows and and how much uh, networking and, like, different kind of connections can can catalyze things.
4: And this is a very easy group of people to network with.
0: Yeah, the the tournament's been great so far. It's a good turnout. I think the first round of games is over, it sounds like. Yeah, we'll see, I think uh, so. We'll see who's going to win.
4: Yeah, uh, Puff <laughs> Creative and their Creative Cloud, I know they partnered with Waxnacks and Polar Gold Estra- Extracts yes. on this one, so they're really doing some, right. some dope shit.
0: Right, yep, bringing the sponsorships through. Well, thank you, Shannon, for for jumping on the show, and uh, I think we should definitely get a full episode set here in the future (laughs) future to hear your story and kind of learn about your cannabis past. Before you go, how about uh, your first cannabis experience?
4: Oh, man, I was like 16, and my friend's brother pulled out a gigantic bong for us to (laughs) smoke. It was like three feet tall.
2: He had the three-footer, huh?
4: Yeah, and that that was the
0: first time. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. We're back here with Dustin, and I'm looking for the lighter that was already in my left hand. (laughs) (laughs) We've got Dustin Hawksworth here, editor-at-large for Fat Nugs Magazine. Hello, hello. Getting things kicked off well. You know, looking for lighters already by by 10.30 a.m.
5: here on day one of BizCon. How's it going today, man? Good, dude. We just got our asses kicked, uh and... Pickleball. Actually, we went two and two, so it wasn't too bad. That was our first time ever on a court.
0: Pickleball is a an art, huh? <laughs> it's not
5: easy, dude. I will tell you what, it's basically big paddle or a big um, ping pong. That it's yeah, not like, like you're standing
0: on the table Bingo. playing ping pong. Yeah, hundred percent. Right. <laughs>
5: yeah, it's not easy, dude.
0: For real. And and there's some pros here, man. Golden Paddle Showdown. Yeah. It brought out some folks ready ready to play. Yeah, for know? real. There's a
5: there's a dude here from. Uh, Italy, and he's a pro- he's a professional playing. Yeah,
0: I, dude, they've got background. Yeah, dude, he's and like then
5: he's over there ripping the ball and shit.
0: That is not what I expected. No. So, f- for those who are coming next year to the Golden Paddle Showdown, start practicing. Yeah, right like now. now is the time. Good yeah. luck. <laughs> yeah, we've got some four and O teams already after the first bracket. What did you guys finish? Two and two, two and two. That's good, man. Hey, are you? Is and it? And we've
5: be- never played before. We've never even stepped on a oh, pickleball. A new oh.
0: passion for you. I can see it. I can see it. If I was
2: 10 (laughs)
5: years younger, maybe. Nice. But tomorrow I'll wake up sore. Let it be, yeah.
0: It's still a lot of pivoting. Yeah. A lot of fast changes. Yeah,
5: and I'm just old, dude.
0: (laughs) Dude, so congratulations on the Music Edition releasing this week. I've had three cases of the magazine in the garage. Yes, you have, thankfully. eight cases in the garage, and I haven't opened them up yet, so it's awesome to flip through it today. And oh, like you hadn't really opened it an yet? Egg. No, I was oh, waiting on it to dude. see. And it was like a Christmas morning, seeing them hit the table. That's fucking dope, dude. It turned out great, man. Yep,
5: and, and your piece is in there as well. On, on,
0: uh, yes, insane. yeah. Shout out to Cypress Hill, man, keeping it insane and contributing to the cannabis industry. It's wild what they've really done for cannabis and kind of how early they were and some of the hip-hop support with cannabis.
5: 100%. They are some of the OGs in the space.
0: Right? Yeah, the story's so weird that, like, they basically just chose to dedicate themselves more to cannabis to stand out. Yeah. And you time. told me that story. Yeah. I didn't even know
5: that story. Tell me a little bit more about that, actually. That's pretty cool.
0: Essentially, they were trying to get their mixtapes sold and it, they were great already and banging, but they didn't have a theme or they didn't have like a uh, something unique about them. Yep. So they came back and tried to like look at what everyone's thing was at the time. You know, like some some groups were like really gangster, really street or others were like really pretty and romantic. And they just chose cannabis, man, and buckled down.
5: Yep, and it worked. Didn't, work. didn't yeah. you didn't you tell me something about them? They were at a show or something and what what
2: was it then? like? F-
0: First to smoke up in like Wichita, Kansas, or like Augusta, Kansas, like places you would never imagine lighting up on stage in the early '90s. And was and they were
5: threatened and/or arrested for doing so, right? Yeah,
0: they would think it was constant. It was constant struggle there, and I mean they're still they're seeing the profits now. I mean, Be Real has got brands in California.
2: Yeah,
5: Um, they're part of everything
0: right in the space. so it's uh, it's crazy to see that thread.
5: We've written about them a couple times. They probably don't even know but that's shout out you know, to Cypress Hill, man. Come yeah. on to fat nugs. Yeah. Love that. <laughs> yeah, the time. You know, honestly, that's sort of how media should work. You write about the things that you love, the things that you're passionate about, the things, you know, the things that, uh, you know, you, 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 listened to when you were growing up, that kind of stuff. And yeah. it's cool to be able to write about that. We don't have to have permission. I don't have to, you know, reach out to anyone. I can just tell stories. Right. Right. And that's the cool thing about Fat Nugs. We that's what we do. We tell stories through authentic journalism. Um, we write about the things that we love and that we're passionate about. And then um you know the badass art comes into play as well. So
0: yeah, bring it all bring it all together at the end with that, some some really nice art. Something cool to look at. For real, man, yeah. uh what else has been cooking for Fat Nugs, dude? We went on a little trip here recently. We did, we, we went, went to, to Jamaica.
5: To sunny Jamaica, a whole bunch coming out of that in yes. the next issue. Yep, Coral Cove. So um in the January-February edition, some point, uh, probably release it mid to late February. Uh, the health and wellness edition, and we'll tell all about Coral Cove and what we did, our experience, what it was like down there, what we experienced. Yeah, man, um, it was that place great was great time, dude. Fucking really cool, dude. Yeah,
0: I still remember this, like the scuba diving, or not scuba, but snorkeling. Just snorkeling through that man, and seeing some of the sea out there, was wild. And dude. it's not, it's Unreal. cool
5: to be in the, like your. On top of the coral, the entire time you're out there. It's yeah, called Coral right. Cove, right? For it's, a fucking reason. So it is rich. Yeah, uh, and a little awkward to get out of there because of that coral. <laughs> it is. You have to be very careful. It's sharp. It hurts. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and you want to treat it. You want to treat it nicely. One hundred percent. It was a hell of a trip, man. Looking forward to chatting more about that and writing about it as well. Yeah,
5: and I think uh, everyone on the team has at least one or two pieces that we'll all throw together into a more than likely at least a 10 page spread that'll be in the, the health and wellness edition full-on coral cove goodness yes I'd,
0: I'd love to get back there already we will it's already been like i know it's been just a few weeks but it's like man wouldn't a week down there be good oh dude. just chill again I, well week. i could just take
5: a laptop and really work from there you yeah. know right just now
0: post up i could
5: relax yeah and to, unless someone orders a magazine okay. then i'm fucked fat nook <laughs> central office may or may not be moving <laughs> exactly actually that you know some of the ideas that have come up about integrating Fat Nugs magazine into Coral Cove more you know, obviously having uh, magazines in all of the rooms and all of that kind of stuff but I think it's more of us being sort of a media partner with them and them bringing us down once a quarter once every six months or something writing a piece or two, doing something new, helping them out, push through socials, all of that kind of stuff, publish things for them on behalf of them uh, and do it because we want to just be there and experience it. You know, right. not trying to uh, earn cash off of them. I literally want to help them push yeah, because... It
0: was like a... Uh, it's a it's a good organization, right? A good business with a good intent. Really good, good people. Yep, yeah. absolutely.
5: And they do really great things in the community. They obviously employ the, the community. Right. Uh, but it's more... Really, the, the essence of why I want to be integrated into Coral Cove is because normalization happens more and better when it's integrated into the things that we love to do as humans. Most of us love to travel to somewhere fucking beautiful, right? Hard to argue with that. And, <laughs> and when you're when you have a chance to be somewhere really pretty and nice and on the coast and you get to do yoga by the ocean and get a massage by the ocean and wake up with joints in your room and uh, people offering you um, uh, mushrooms. And yeah, a little bit of mushroom tea to see the sunset
2: through. Exactly, dude. <laughs> all
5: of that kind of stuff. So basically the entire place is based on normalizing plant medicine. A hundred percent first. And then it's everything else. So you wake up in the morning, you got your joints, you you have breakfast with your friends or who you went with you have your mushrooms you go about doing your sound bath and your yoga all of those things are based on your consumption basically whether or not you would like to trip and do those things whether or not you would like to smoke a joint while you're doing yoga which we did you know which we also (laughs) i ate mushrooms and tripped before i did yoga in the morning well
0: there was a certain freedom right to really choose your own adventure it, that's kind of it. A summer camp vibe. You nailed it. <laughs> it's a summer
5: camp, and it's th- that normalization is just exactly what you said. It's um, it's it's something. So it's something I've never experienced. So it's hard to put into words. Yeah. Man. But when you when you feel as though you are at home and you're welcome. So as someone who smokes consistently every day, several times a day, I don't want to travel to places that I have to hide. I don't want right? to just have a fucking pen.
0: As soon as you land, you're, you're either ripping that 510 thread. Yeah, exactly. Or you're just looking for like a little alcove hideout in. <laughs> yeah, something to take the
5: edge off, right? Yeah. And, and you don't have to do that in a place like this. Everything is based on, as a matter of fact, when they pick you up from the fucking airport... There's a bag of joints waiting for you and your smoking crew. On, you're... The, on the van ride exactly, down. Exactly, dude. Yeah. And they have, you know, and of course, drinks, if, you know, if you want a beer or water or, you know, whatever the case may be. So when they pick you up, it starts. So the normalization of, of smoking weed, enjoying cannabis, consuming is immediate yeah. the moment that you step off the plane and you're, you get into Jamaica. And it's, that is something that does not exist anywhere else. Anywhere else.
0: Right, like how how prevalent it was in the culture and just totally accepted. It yep. wasn't even uh, there was no question. Yeah, no, <laughs> it
5: was like this is water. Right, you know,
0: and uh, we like we stopped by you know fruit stands on the way. The whole van smoking up. Yep, they, no one was taken aback by that. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> opened up the van and
5: there's just a pile of smoke. Is you know, uh, and everybody looks at us like, yeah, it's no big deal, it's all good. What you, what you need?
2: Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: And then uh, not only the fruit stand, but then we stopped on the way and had uh, jerk chicken at just a shack oh, on the man. side of the road.
0: I wanted that chicken again on the way out. <laughs> Unfortunately, we didn't have we did not have time. No, we did not. It was tasty though. It was cool,
5: but it's cool to do that stuff, dude. And it's uh so it's an authentic Jamaican experience. It's not one of the five-star resorts that you're in the resort area and you're getting
0: Yeah, I think that was key to it, man. It was not it wasn't treated like that. It was like, hey yeah. man, this is Jamaica. Yeah. Like, we're still taking care of you. We're going to, you know, you and like help take you to the sites, but yep. we're showing you some of the country, you know, that you could not really find. And speaking at a of, you couldn't get to on your own, really.
5: Yep, 100%. And speaking of showing us things like the countryside, so we hiked up Waba's to Waba's farm. Yes, man. on the side of a mountain, right? Or right. on the top of a mountain.
0: To an outdoor safari and cannabis grove, you know, it had been in his family for generations. Yep. It's crazy to be on the property and kind of yep. see what he's been building, man.
5: Sort of, um, uh, cool to see old school still yeah. reigning supreme, so to speak. You know Definitely. what I mean?
0: It was like it, it's been done that way for
5: decades. It, and this is how we'll continue to do it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And by the way, that's where we also got introduced to the idle steam chalice.
0: Yes, the steam chalice making its way. That is awesome, man. And uh, have you have you put the steam, ta- the steam chalice to any work yet? No, Since but we have it
5: with it us this week. Hell yeah, man.
0: Yes. Might as well light it up for BizCon, right? We it's will. a great time to pass it through. We are not. You're
5: not allowed to smoke it by itself right you have to have a group there are some for those who don't who
0: don't know there are some some regulations around the chalice yes you want to you want to be in a group of folks you want to have a master of ceremony who's kind of calling the shots the master of ceremony can decide when if uh the chalice skips or moves around freely other than that it moves to the left yep with a puff puff pass vibe yep and um yeah it's a it's definitely a little more of a ceremony to it, a little it more is. ritual. I think with certain folks, like on the with the Rastafari insect, you know, there's a lot more ritual to it, giving praise and thanks as the chalice passes. Yep. But I think that uh, the community vibe that it embraces as well as the beautiful terpene rich taste. Oh man, I've is, never uh, tasted something special. Never
5: <laughs> tasted weed like that ever. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I've smoking for 30 whatever years at this point and never
0: it's essentially a natural product. So it's made with a coconut shell and like bamboo sticks. Yep. But it, it heats up the flour uh, with charcoal, with coconut core or coconut coal and allows it to vaporize like massive amounts of fresh. It's the flower. original vaporizer. Yeah, man. It's the volcano of the, of the forest, man. Yeah, yeah the and hills.
5: It's, <laughs> so it is. So I'd never even heard of it. And to be able to sit there for eight rounds. Oh, we were chief in it. Yeah, yeah, dude, it was it was really fucking cool.
0: So, what are you excited for most here for the? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
5: So, what are you excited for the most here for BizCon? That's a good question. So, we've got a lot going on. This is the first time. So, last year at this time, we just released the very first edition, the very first print edition. I'm sorry, um, we were for a year prior to that, or for. Uh, Almost the entire year prior to that, we were just digital.
0: So, so this is kind of like a uh, a reunion, a little bit, sort of, kind of coming back, back full full circle. And it's you know
5: double, if not tripled, in size. We've we now have what six print editions, working on our seventh. we are an official MJBiz publication partner, if you want to say that. We're in the publication racks. I saw the picture today.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah that rack
5: dope. was awesome. Pretty dope. Yeah, I'm assuming, <laughs> an and, and I haven't been over to the expo yet, uh, I'm assuming that they're gone. Hopefully, um, I yeah. would assume that they're gone, in dude. In good hands. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's, that's the point, though. Um,
0: People have gotten enough cannabis business and tech. What uh, no no offense out to the other magazines and publications obviously there's a need for all that yeah but there is a need for community and passion and that's I yeah. think what Fat Nugs add into the stack out
2: there that's yeah. awesome to see
5: absolutely and it's and this is our I mean those the publications that are with us in the publication racks are run by great people they have great things they do their thing but this is the first time they've ever I've ever had a chance to be in a publication rack ever of any sort and to be next to awesome. all of those um that have been around for a minute is cool you know being the yes. the new the new kid on the block every once in a while <laughs> yep. is, is kind of cool and I, I i'm enjoying it right now because if you look at all of the publications side by side um you definitely see the flavor you know what i mean
0: oh yeah man you can see it's just dripping co- it's dripping like color and, and passion man absolutely yeah you, you You've got that kind and then of you standard vibe for magazines, that, especially in the cannabis space. Often you get a founder, a creator. There's like a suited photo shoot in front of their business. Oh, uh, Fat Nugs has taken a different approach. Yeah. It's, it's awesome to see throughout the whole magazine, and especially uh, we got we got our, our full spread yep. in the uh, music edition. The first ever around. centerfold. Yes, sir. Which was huge. That
5: was a... That was a big deal for me because I was keeping it quiet until the very, I mean, absolutely very last minute. Um, The team didn't even know until maybe two weeks, until two weeks before we decided to do it.
2: Oh, nice. I had
5: had been thinking about this and thinking about this for probably six months. And when I had the chance, because I knew I had the budget, you know, finally making some headway with advertisers, they understand what we're here doing, Uh, you know, being able to bring new eyeballs, new ears, that kind of stuff, doing it our way, doing media blitzes that no one else does, all of that kind of stuff, you know, people started to pick up on it. So our music edition uh, was really our first one where the entire team actually made a little bit of money. Some of our writers actually got paid. Um, (laughs) Some of our other writers got to go to Jamaica, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there were things that um about this music edition that it really it's the first one that's kind of whole everything came sort of full full circle and it allowed me uh, to have a budget to actually pull off a centerfold because that shit's expensive
2: right but
5: it's dope it's nice it's something cool to do no one else is doing centerfolds uh, at this point Um, i think the last centerfold that i saw was probably four or five years ago from grow magazine um, shout out to Grow Magazine, by the way. I love yeah. Kelly over there and what they Grow's do. they putting
0: out some good photography in there too. Yo, oh really fuck good, yeah, like indoor cultivation stuff. Oh
5: yeah, dude, and and they've got good people over there um, doing some really cool shit. I, I, but as a matter
0: of fact, they moved away from the centerfold. Yeah, yeah. they moved. Well, and, and we <laughs>
5: talked. We actually talked about that. I Talked to Kelly yesterday uh, about the centerfold, and uh, he was like, "Man, it's just it's expensive. It's not easy to do. Uh, the, just the communication alone with the printer is a pain in the ass." And
0: a lot more can go wrong there. Oh, dude,
5: there's all kinds of fucking um, just all the inner workings. If everything's not fucking perfect, it it, it really does show. And it causes sort of a domino effect of issue after issue after issue. So if you don't have everything sort of in place, ready to go pull the trigger and everything works properly, doing a centerfold is not a good idea
0: wait on it <laughs> yeah just yeah. wait and that i had awesome and, to see it turn out not
5: to call out anybody on the team uh but i had some folks on the team kind of question whether or not we should do it and <laughs> no. i was like i don't give a fuck this is had this, to push I, this, one this through, is man. the one the that vision. i'm doing it this is this is it you know yeah. um which actually drove the post um a couple of weeks ago it said you know the person who says it can't be done shouldn't stand in the way or should get out of the way of the person who's doing it yeah yeah yep. so that was <laughs> kind of that centerfold sort of um
0: you gotta sometimes you see what you want man yeah you just gotta grind it out and there go. or shape it 100 yeah.
5: percent. I, I didn't give a fuck I, at that point i was like i'll pull out my credit card i gotta do whatever i gotta do try to make it to work. get it done right yeah um even though i i knew we didn't quite have everything ready and in its place I, we were close enough and if, if i needed some some extra backup i would do what i had to do to get it done so <laughs> sure. it was important for me to do that
0: Right, and with the magazine in the racks, you guys are sponsoring a few events for the week as well. What's on the sponsorship round? Yeah,
5: so uh, this one here, the pickleball, the golden paddle showdown. Shout out
0: to Polar Gold Extracts, Iscarium, Grow House Media, all the good folks here at the golden paddle.
5: Brian, for pulling this together, he did a fucking excellent job. This is one of the, the cooler things I've done in Vegas, to be honest with you. Being outside, you know, playing sports basically and and smoking Just weed on and the rooftops. And, yeah, it's yeah. fucking dope, dude. It's 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 cool to do something different with these people because normally we see them in in business settings or you it know. Can get very rigid. Yeah.
0: And kind of kind of tired. Yeah. Well, and it gives
5: <laughs> gives us something else to talk about too, right? I mean, it's um, it's not, it's not about business. We're not talking about advertising. We're not talking about numbers. We're not doing that. Yeah. We're just out here fucking enjoying ourselves. There's like implicit
0: networking and, yes. and connections and yes. things that come of that, of course, but that it's like not front and center, right?
5: Yeah, exactly. Well, I think you, just through the playing and the interactions, that networking is super important, right? Because those yeah. are the type, do I want to hang out with this dude? That's the type of person I want to do business <laughs> right. with, right? right? So it's a perfect fucking thing, to a perfect way to do that.
0: To kind of gauge gauge the situation, meet yeah. new folks,
5: and you don't have to take yourself so seriously. I'm out there running around, falling down, chasing balls. Right, <laughs> 48 years old. I'm out there laughing at myself. Yeah, man. So it's it, it's
0: fun, dude. It's a good way to do it. And not many conferences have uh, have events like this. I hope that it becomes more of a thing to kind of get people off the floor a little bit. Something different. Next year, I'm trying to arrange like a hike. You know. Come into come into the strip. We're gonna rent like a party van and go out with Apartment One Thirteen to like Valley of Fire, Red Rocks. Oh, dude, that'd be so cool. Just like take a group out through that. I think it, there's so much to do out here outside of the strip too. Yeah, it'd be cool to lean into that with some of the community and like. I would love to do that. Do I'm that a, kind of stuff. I
5: hike a lot, so that's right up my alley. As a matter of oh, fact, my best friend it. that's with us as well, uh, Bird. He he and I travel and. And hike as much as we can. So
0: yeah, yeah, nice man. And and on the event side, I yes. Let me keep you telling you, got, you
5: the events. Sorry about that. You so, got
0: two more, right? This week?
5: Yeah. So blunt brunch was. Oh, blunt yesterday? brunch was yesterday, right? Uh, we did stop by, dropped off some magazines. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Amazing uh, <laughs> group of women over there. Ran to the Beard Brothers.
0: Ooh, someone handed <laughs> us a fatty. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I'm, rolled this Get one up. Ass kick.
5: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, blunt brunch was dope. And then uh, this Golden Paddle Showdown, and then later this evening, we have uh, the Sapphire Risk Underground Party, uh, which is, which is cool. This was the yeah. first time we were ever asked to be a media partner for a party of any sort. And honestly, I felt honored, and I didn't really care what the party was. I just wanted to be included um, yeah. and have a chance to spread the magazine around more, right. um, have a chance to talk to some new people in a sort of a side of the industry that we don't dabble in much right so sapphire risk it's insurance yeah right man, i'm it's, sorry it's it's security i'm sorry they do security for the cannabis industry and it's not very often that at fat nugs we talk to security experts
0: right and it takes all those ancillary businesses for the space so it's good to yep. c- connect there and, yep. and kind of see those those connections too and like the potential
5: yeah like and you're bringing man. together the the business and culture side the community side of things this way by doing it
0: for real right know? kind of bringing things full circle absolutely
5: it's uh, a different way of doing it
0: um and contributing to this wild slew of after parties it's it's insane i mean i mean you make it easy for me i'm going to the fat nooks party tonight hell yeah. so i already know what's up hell yeah but other than that man if there there's like seven different events i think running from oh god like at least 6 p.m to midnight
5: tonight grasslands if you were a um,
0: um, if in my younger days, perhaps I would yeah. maybe challenge a few of those hops. <laughs> yeah, try to make it to three or so. I would. But I, would, I don't,
5: In I don't my twenties, even in my early thirties, I would probably hit as many of them as I can yeah, or I've, could. Um, tonight, I'll be sitting my ass in one spot. Unfortunately, just, I got six thirty a.m. work in the morning, so I'll be, I'll be like, "Ouch!" Cutting out at nine. Ouch! That hurts. Um, Bizcon making it interesting. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And yeah. we haven't even been in the expo yet, so I need to get my ass up and, and, and oh, get there. Actually, as well. It's
0: going to be crazy. So many booths to walk. Um, yeah. If it's anything like last year, I barely made it through the conference.
5: Oh, dude, I was I made it maybe to half of the very first bottom floor, half of that floor. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> yeah, not kidding. Because it was just every you know talking to everyone, and it was the first time that we released our you know an edition, our print edition, and then at that time I was uh, doing another, I had another business venture going with a couple of dudes. So we were, you know, kind of butterflies shaking. Yeah. Yeah,
0: For real, man. And then uh, MJ's, right?
5: Oh, shit. (laughs) Forgot about that. Hell yeah. So on Thursday night. So we were asked a guest about a week ago, um, the MJ's came to us. And uh, this was interesting because, you know, I, I, I don't, I'm not an awards dude. I I I was someone with the way that I grew up. I I was kind of picked last at things. I was always the small guy, you know. So I I have sort of that that chip or that underdog kind of thing that I do. So award shows and top of lists and all that kind of stuff they bother me at times. They really fucking do, because I've never been included. I've never been good enough. I've never been cool enough, you know. And I and and so the MJs (laughs) were something that I saw and I was like, oh, that's dope. But they'll. We'll get snubbed. No one gives a shit, that kind of stuff. And I kind of just put it off to the side. I knew yeah. it was there, but I was busy with doing all this other stuff, Granted, right? Man. Yeah. And I was doing the music edition, so I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. About a week ago, they reached out and, like, hey, we'd love to have you guys come and, you know, cover it. And I was like, that's awesome. I appreciate that. It's dude. Be a Thank event. you. All yeah, right. it's something different. Again, um, Sort of an elevated, I guess, award show. The first one ever. Yeah, um, right.
0: Giving out awards for, it seems like, things kind of across the space. You know, like best in class, best in yep. best of this and that. Yep. we got some like media things, some podcasting, yep. company-based, software-based. Yep. Um, Non-plant-touching to stuff, basically. Right? Kind of how it, how it rolls out. Yeah, yeah, it
5: should be pretty cool. It's sort of black tie, but also um, can be trippy and stuff like that. Um, you can get on their Instagram and check out. You know what the uh, the attire is, um, what you're supposed to wear and stuff. It should be interesting because I've never seen a bunch of stoners, and I don't know if any of these folks are real stoners or not because I don't know many of them uh, in in these companies. I really don't. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see everybody kind of dressed up and doing their thing, getting together, man. Yeah, for real, it will be. But we're gonna, you know, be on the red carpet or green carpet, so to speak. We're gonna be. We have uh, two writers, myself, and a photographer. And we're going to be talking to people, getting photos. Nice man. You know, finding out what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Let's see. Let's see who wins. Yeah. We're going to be these awards. We're going
5: to be the E of weed. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Be on the red carpet, so to speak, (laughs) Um, and just you know try to do something different. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool, man. Well, it's it's awesome to see how Fat Nugs has evolved. I'm still happy to have articles in the in the editions, man, and looking forward to see what's next. Absolutely. yeah, dude, hope, hope BizCon's a good one for you.
5: Uh, thank you very much, dude. You Thanks too. Thanks for hopping on, dude. I appreciate you. Yep, peace, Dustin. Peace, man.
0: What's up, everybody? We're here on the floor for MJ BizCon. It is day three, and we're with uh, Sydney Weiser from Neatleaf. Sydney, how's it going today?
6: Good, good. How are you?
0: Hey, hanging in there. I literally just got started, walked in the conference and turned left, found myself in the Neatleaf booth.
2: All right, awesome. <laughs> good morning.
6: Yeah, you guys have a
0: good placement for that. Yeah, thank
6: you. <laughs> We picked it a little strategically. (laughs) Right.
0: I can see what you're up for. And the booth's looking good here. Um, Can you explain a little bit about Neatleaf and what you guys are providing for the space?
6: Sure, of course. Um, So here at Neatleaf, we've developed a robot that zips around the canopy just um, below the lights and above the canopy. goes around 24-7. It's got um, high-resolution cameras along with AI to really kind of tell you all about your plant health as it's happening.
0: Okay. So really canopy analysis, just taking a look at everything for like pest management daily light integral kind of things
6: of course well there's also like maybe someone walks into the room today and is like okay things are looking a little bit yellow they were also looking yellow yesterday is it more yellow than yesterday is it less yellow uh I you can actually know. get
0: a comparison kind of see where you're at or even find a trend huh?
6: yeah so you can actually get a quantification i can't really point you to the dashboard through the podcast right yeah
0: for for our listeners they have a a pretty slick looking dashboard here showing um so yeah, it's, it's like, like ranges got, like, of VPD, temperature, humidity, so CO2.
6: I, I didn't mention that before, but as, alongside all of our high-resolution cameras, we all have tons of environmental sensors we so can tell you all about like for example microclimates within your facility oh wow so you can well find hot
0: spots um, or cold areas anywhere yeah, that's
6: definitely also like if you move a fan around the facility how has that actually changed and distributed your microclimates actually Sometimes see the it benefits or lack Sometimes of uh, it makes it worse <laughs> um, also kind of like evenness of canopy coverage um, from like illumination we can let you know if your lights are starting to fail etc
0: oh wow awesome um, are there any specific regions you're focusing on or is it across the nation right now
6: um, we're right now we're all across the US actually half of our team is in Germany half of our team is in Santa Cruz oh cool um, Although okay. right now all of our installations are throughout the US so we've got like Florida Oregon Washington Uh, New Jersey, Arizona. Oh man, um, building up quite a footprint. Yeah. Yeah, no, the service is great. (laughs)
0: Yeah, do you guys have an API to integrate out to any other systems?
6: So at this point, we don't have an API, but we're always like looking for partners. If anyone wants to integrate with us, we're totally open to that.
0: Oh yeah, as a software guy myself, I could see the value potentially, you know, tapping into a seed to sale and Mm -hmm. being able to look at now some of the cogs and materials and labor that's going into the product. And then use some of this canopy information to see if you're, you know, doing the right thing. Yeah, You've of got course. To build yeah. the full picture.
6: I do a lot of our cloud infrastructure and data science, also, so I'm always super excited oh, nice. about that. Um, <laughs> but like, you know, always want to know like who's who's integrating with us on the API. It's a lot of data to pull, so you have to. Oh, it looks know like know what it. you're yeah. trying to pull. <laughs> right,
0: certain endpoints and a, a, a bunch to parse through.
6: Yeah. So here we also have like what's really unique about our system is just like a complete top-down view of the canopy. Okay. Um, so a All lot right. of the time, you'll walk into a room and, like, the canopy is actually, like, over your head usually. And then you're, like, down there and you want to say, like, oh, or, um, do I have any bud necrosis or bud rot? Is there any botrytis in my room? And you're, like, I don't know. I can barely see the buds. They're you're very much kind of stuck from your
0: perspective. Yeah, definitely.
6: Yeah. Versus the AI can actually pick that out in a whole um, canopy. So we have yes, some rooms that's awesome. up to, like, 4,500 square foot. And, wow. like, how long would it take someone to kind of really scout every bud in that room and see if there's any necrosis versus the AI can pick it up, like, within minutes.
0: And for the listeners, the AI the canopy scanner and AI humidity environmental scanner. Everything Everything in the (laughs) box is about, what is it? Maybe seven by seven square box that's attached at all four corners of the room and it looks like it allows it to just move it all the vectors, right? Cover the whole space.
6: Yeah, definitely. So we can go back and forth, like up to 4,500 square foot, as I was saying, we can also lower the system down a little bit to get an idea of like, here's your light spread right below the lights. Here it is about three feet down at the canopy level. Slack
0: into the, uh, into the lines. So we just kind of like lower it
6: down. It's almost kind of like, um, like a little football camera. um, Oh yes. Some people that resonates (laughs) a little (laughs) better with. Um, There's like zipping around. Yeah, we can also do some cool analytics, like plant height by strain. Um, But one thing that people really love is like, so let's say someone walks into the room, uh, takes a look. They're like, okay, the plants are looking a little bit yellow today. Um, We also have our AI layer. We can just kind of like take a look and see where, um, like for example, leaf folding is distributed within the facility to kind of see kind of a heat map of those problems. Yeah, like, and you can take a look and see like, okay, one strain has a little more folding than the other. All right how did this happen? Um, But with our system, you can actually just go and rewind in time and see from the plants were first, when they were first loaded within the facility, and you can keep kind of going forward in time. Uh,
0: so you can actually click through a timeline of those photos of the canopy space and see, you know, was it when they switched to uh, the second week newts? You know, is that what threw it off? It is it the light be. change? But
6: what actually uh, you can also see in this example is so it was actually Christmas Eve. Everything really started tanking. So like <laughs> everyone was out on vacation because we also have the Left the ladies to be a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but if you kind of take a look, we also have the environmentals. You can see what actually happened in those days leading up. Um, to that failure. And you can see, actually, there was an ongoing HVAC failure right on Christmas Eve. Oh, wow. Um, so you can take a look yeah. also and see that, like, there are some early Talk warning signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you, like, take a look at Vp... oh, oops, that's PPFD. VPD, for example, you can actually see those really early morning VPD spike, something wasn't really working right, right as the lights were turning on in the right, morning. Right. Um, but we can get kind of like quick detections of that also tell you if it's worse in one part of the room or another.
0: So if you're managing multiple rooms or bigger facility, you can kind of have this central point of truth where you can keep an eye on things, right? Check your trends in the morning or kind of throughout the day.
6: Or just like laying in bed even. You can like access <laughs> if you're, it from your If you're phone. feeling <laughs> anxious at home like we all do. Before you go to bed, maybe just like, are, are the ladies doing all right? Exactly. You know, are my pants doing fine? Just take a look, like make sure everything's okay. Go to bed. Um, or you could be like, sometimes we have people who are um, out on vacation and they're not at the facility they're relying on kind of word of mouth from some other staff to see how things are going but um, sometimes
0: you just need to see sometimes
6: and you need to see yeah a lot of
0: cultivators <laughs> are really um, it's both fortunate and unfortunate to cultivate you get tied at the hip right it's like having a massive demanding fish yeah, tank and things <laughs>
6: can go wrong in a very expensive way very quickly right so I think that so this really there's having the a system of anxiety that we hope to alleviate
0: and how do folks go about setting up the system is it per room or is it uh per facility square footage
6: so yeah it's actually it's like a subscription model so like a lot of our costs are also like in data storage um and okay by canopy square footage so we cause um sorry we um price the system per square foot so it's only 30 cents a square foot which we aim to be like around one percent um, of the revenue per square foot to make sure it's really affordable and accessible to everyone nice okay. um, so yeah so for a thousand square foot facility that would be about 300 per month
0: okay oh wow so you can really get started get started quickly not not necessarily breaking the bank and bringing in so much data and it's also uh, <laughs> like
6: no upfront costs so we really want it to be low barrier to entry for anyone who's really wanting to try get it into out it. And, yeah. and see yeah and we have a two-month pilot so just in case you're not sure if you like it or not No risk to kind of sign up, try it for two months. Um, You know, like, we're pretty confident that once you see the data, you don't really, like, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it speaks for itself
0: once you start seeing kind of under the hood of your own grow, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs)
6: But then also, like, if you decide after two months you don't like it, no problem, we come pick it up. No risk to you.
0: Excellent. Awesome, Sydney. Yeah, thanks for the rundown. Where can folks find more info about Neatleaf?
6: Yeah, just um, check us out at neatleaf.com. That's probably the best spot. You can also reach out to me, Sydney, at Neatleaf.
0: What's up, everybody? We're uh, back on the floor. It's MJ BizCon Day 3, and I'm here with Ryan Knoll from Green Rooster Gourmets. Ryan, man, what's going on?
7: Oh, not too much. Just enjoying this year's show. MJ BizCon's been Kicking off pretty well, it's been a good one.
0: Yeah, dude, you guys have some prime placement as well, very close to the door. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. it never hurts. Catching never that foot hurts. traffic. So exactly. tell me about the Superior Mushroom products you're bringing to the table today, man. Yeah. It looks like quite a selection.
7: We do have quite a selection. We uh, have everything you need from A to B to start growing your own mushrooms at home. It's a great product selection. We have self-healing spawn bags, substrate bags, full kits, isopropyl alcohol, literally everything you need. Right. So just
0: enough to get started all the info you need to kind of grow your own and like see the process right exactly
7: we have great process good customer service so if you have any questions you need to do anything like that you know give us a call we have some youtube videos that you can check out that kind of teaches you some of the basic process and all of our kits have a very good instructional packet with them makes it pretty easy to do you can kind of just pick up one of the kits with no experience at all and you know, within about a month and a half, have some pretty good gourmet kind mushrooms produce, for yourself. Man. Cool. Yeah. yeah.
0: And start, start cooking up a feast and start experiencing it. I, I love exactly. seeing the, seeing the cakes here all fruiting and, and yep. sitting in front of the stand too. That's awesome. Uh-huh. No, so definitely you, an eye catcher. Yeah. It'll draw you It'll draw a certain crowd right away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Okay, so how did uh, Green Rooster get started? Tell me the story here, man, or um, where did the idea come from initially? And um, Honestly, Green mushrooms. Rooster, uh,
7: <laughs> its it's been started because one of the uh, co-founders of the company kind of just had a, a thing for roosters back in the day and had this weird design that came in and it was about 15, 20 years ago. and. We just kind of ran with the logo and That's stuck awesome, with it. And then, That's
0: how good things get started sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> and
7: a few years back, we really wanted to get into the gourmet mushroom industry. And we're like, you know what? We really like that name. Like, how can we bring the name into this industry? And it, you know, GRG, Green Rooster Gourmet, it was born.
0: Yeah, man. And so the story begins, right? Exactly. <laughs> nice. What's your favorite uh, favorite product or or serving method that you guys are, are working with now? I noticed you have some gummies, some uh what else what else is on the table some chocolates
7: yep gummies chocolates there's all sorts of different things that you can do and infusions that you can do you can get different capsules pills different things like that lion's mane reishi uh blue oyster they all have different things so once that, you
0: start kind of once you cover the the obstacle of learning to grow yep. the next the next fun part is just what are you going to do
2: with them right what are you right? going to do with it you can or,
7: you can dehydrate them you can cook them and eat them fresh you can turn them into different things you know a yeah. lot of people are getting into the whole microdosing aspect and taking pills or taking coffees and right. things like and just that right taking
0: a mix or or a little combination of a few different mushrooms that they would like to, exactly. to benefit with and supplement with.
7: Yep. everyone you know, has a little bit of a different mentality and they, their bodies work differently. So it's a kind right. of a trial and an error thing to figure out what works best for you, but it's not yeah. like it's gonna hurt by taking the pill. It's a completely organic, natural thing. Right, so.
0: folks just need to figure out their own, uh, their own yep. balance on that side. Exactly. And it's kind of odd how few or how um, long it's taken for like home cultivation with mushrooms and gourmet cultivation to kind of get traction you know
7: it really has
0: even with the I mean even without like modern tech it's not overly complex to create mushrooms with a clean environment provided it's clean right exactly (laughs) that's
7: the most important thing is keeping it clean and it's you know mushrooms they want to grow it's you know it's a fungus it's something that they pop they grow it's very easy to do it's almost set it and forget it and that's why we have the kits that we designed because they create the sterile environment for you. Okay, and that's yeah. the one thing you typically have to worry about. But if you have a sterile environment, you have self-injection ports, you really don't have to worry about any of it.
0: So the kit is all contained, and it has an area that you can add the spore without really uh, I- impacting anything, huh? And you just set it in a dark place, kind of let it be for a while. How yeah, long exactly. does it take kind of the average mushroom cultivar to... to cover that cake and get to, ready to fruit.
7: To cover the cake usually takes about three weeks to a month with the normal cultivar. After gotcha. that, you know, depending on depend, which one you're growing, it's another three weeks to a month and a half to be fully eating your fruits and things like that. Some of the stuff can take a little bit longer when you get into like black rishi and some of the really exotics out there. They but make you want it. You yeah, got you to gotta you gotta gotta, earn those ones, but they are beautiful when they're grown. Really? Yeah. So they're absolutely amazing. It's almost like a work of art. You grow those ones and you don't even want to eat them. On those, you're just so.
0: watching it, watching it form like a
7: flower. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or it's that, amazing. or that
0: prized cucumber in the garden. You know, <laughs> yep. you've been working on all year.
7: <laughs> yep, that's a fact.
0: What's the uh, What's the most uh, like voracious grower of the mushrooms? If if the black reishi is kind of the most pokey one, I would is there say one that's just like easy mode? It's going to lions produce?
7: mane and blue oyster, are probably two of the easiest to deal with. They're going to
0: grow, they're going to roll, and, and uh, stay pretty stable. Stable,
7: huh? exactly. Um, that's usually what I recommend beginners to grow with to kind of get their feet wet. And they both have very different flavors, and they're delicious. Especially a, if you've never had lions mane, it's kind of a whole other type of mushroom.
0: Interesting. It's a good it's a good range and a way to get dig in. Yeah, definitely cool, man. Well, where can folks learn more about uh, GRG?
7: Uh, GreenRoosterGourmets.com is going to be the best place to do it. We're also available in a bunch of retail stores throughout the U.S. and hopefully expanding a little farther after the show.
0: Hey, sweet, dude. I'm going to have to track down a kid and uh, do a little blog post about it.
7: Sounds great to me. (laughs) Awesome. Yeah, thanks, Ryan. Yeah, Yeah, dude.
0: Sebastian, man. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Farm 113, dude. How's BizCon been so far?
3: Thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah, BizCon has been amazing. How's how's it been for you? Oh,
0: man. Digging it. Just walking around. Just learning about what everyone's up to this year. seeing all the good strains and things around the corner it's awesome to see the progress every year Uh, i think this is my sixth one now
3: wow okay it's been a minute (laughs) how about you well it's my first bizcon i've been (laughs) i've been uh on many many cannabis trade shows but um the first time in the usa so it's interesting to compare the european market which is much more home grow based yeah. than the American market, yes. you know, and yes. be here with fast buds and be here to really have people coming, uh, like growers we know, like Free Grow, who's taking a photo of us right now.
0: And they've been, they've been coming through and growing your strains for a while. Huh? Exactly. And they bring it. us
3: like nice samples like this one, our ooh, gorilla cookies ooh, ooh. here. Look, just here. touch it and smell, dig in there. Oh, it's man. so good.
0: For the listeners here, we got out of the middle that is delicious it, it tested
3: yesterday i think at 28.5% thc 5. yeah for an autoflower strain yeah 20.
0: oh and on the autoflower too get to mm-hmm. be a little hands off kind of quicker turnaround <laughs> 70 then,
3: days 80 days and you're through Done. some
0: resiliency too they stand up to some
3: they don't care <laughs> right. they really don't care really they're, they're i mean if up. you if you hit them hard with anything any any plant <laughs> cares but like can. usually they they're, they're, they don't give a crap. They gotcha. just go. They keep on going.
0: So tell me the story, man. How, how did you get Fast Buds
2: started on on Europe side? Well, it was
3: about twel- 12 years ago, I think, the breeding started because it was, like, inspired by the new upcoming autoflowers, mainly, like, lowrider yes. 20 years ago. Okay. Joint doctor comes out with this tiny little cannabis strain which flowers by itself, yeah, and everybody's, like... It's turning
0: out beautiful trichome heavy nuts. <laughs>
3: yeah, but in the beginning, you know, like, 20 years ago, it was, like okay this doesn't have much turps
0: it was sort of oh it was sort of uh, actually discarded huh yeah
3: That's it like was a- just it was just a novelty thing it was more like oh cool i can grow this in my closet while i'm at college right it's and like i a computer case or something <laughs> you got it you got it you got it exactly so and um the interesting fact about it was that how quick it was and how um yeah and that you didn't need a photo period.
0: Yes, right, you don't have to veg it for that time, you can just set it and forget it basically,
7: once. You can
3: just put a 24 hour light on and leave it and come back 70 days later. If you have watering system,
0: it'll be fine, yeah. that's it. Wow, so it's really the, uh, it's the best way to enter homegrown and start cultivating, do you think?
3: Yeah, I think think so. It's a good, easy start because you don't have to worry. You'll make mistakes if you start something, you will make mistakes. But I think we all do make our mistakes and and I think an auto will teach you
0: the the start. right
3: things you know yes. like the yeah. the patience it will teach you the patience it will teach you so many many things about that and it
0: kind of a shorter cycle so that you can learn faster right hundred percent start again get the next grow going try the ladies see how it goes like, yeah you
3: can like have like four or five runs every year yeah, uh, yeah. so,
0: so it, it kind of increases your learning from that so what kind of selection do we have here today we got strawberry gorilla Yes, yeah, Strawberry cookies? Gorilla
3: is like killing it this year. Won the American Autoflower Cup. Won the, I just won oh, the really? French Cup with oh, it. Got tested uh, at almost 30% THC. Won the Santiago Farmers Cup in the Rosin category for Ooh. best combined terpenes, competing Delicious, against man. regular photoperiodic oh. strains. So you compete with a auto against photoperiodic yeah, in Rosin, up. and you win for more terpenes than them. So. There is your questions That's answered right, about man. about do our autos potent yes 30 percent I think is okay for now it's not yeah. we're, we're not at 45 yet as some people <laughs> claim to be with their strains but, but we're I at 30 and I we're like proud and yeah. the, the terpenes are on and um, yes we have this one I won with the Tropicana cookies I won the, Ameri- mm. uh, the autoflower World Cup
2: okay.
0: Man, so, so where's yeah. the Autoflower World Cup? That's hosted? in
3: Barcelona during Spanibus. Ah, yeah.
0: Spanibus is on the list, man. I'd like to get there
3: come, next year. Come come is amazing. Just expect to be very very high most of the time, you <laughs> it's know, because pretty much a given, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it's uh, a bit more consumer oriented than, oh, than it's this A little
0: one. more open consumption. Uh yeah.
3: A lot more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we s-
0: that's good. I we like beep,
3: beep, 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 beep. We consume in our booth in Spanish for sure. Right. Like, but everybody <laughs> does. Like, it's like, officially, yeah, and you're not supposed to, but it's not like they catch you and they kick you out. They're it's like, hey, please, don't do that in here. And then they turn around and you do it again. And they said, I don't do that. You know. So well, that wasn't me.
0: That was the next guy. Exactly.
3: Know you you got it. You know, you know how. You know the game. You know the <laughs> game. <laughs> nice. Are there any other
0: conferences on your circuit in the, on the European side? Or are you staying in the U.S. Um,
3: for a while? No, we're heading back home. We're going to L.A just for a night and then yeah. uh, go back home. Nice. And then kind of, t- you know, Christmas season, Christmas holiday, holiday season, home, yeah. Get, get and then video. I think it usually starts in February. We just recently come from Thailand too. Not oh, us awesome. in person, but our uh, one of our, two of our guys, uh, Went to Thailand because it's an amazing, great market.
0: See how the market's growing there. It just
2: exploded, right? Overnight. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you
3: legalize it, and then people are stepping up, and there's so many people who love, who are so interested in learning more because there was not that huge underground culture. The underground culture is like brickweed, (laughs) you know, good brickweed, like Thai brickweed. is like good sativa, but it's still brickweed. Right. You know, (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
0: So they're all trying to learn now how it's been done, how to curate Exactly, quality, and we work really,
3: really close with the cultivators there together, so it's really nice to come to Thailand, and they also bring you strains like that. Yes, yes. And that's, yeah, you see, cool there's like a huge, huge selection here. Spread out through the world, man. Sorry, uh, say that again. How, is that,
0: how does it feel now to see your strains and things you helped to create kind of spread out through the world and, and in all these grows? Man. I mean, it's
3: amazing because <laughs> you, you get to meet all these growers who actually grow it. And who have the passion for the plant, like just like you have the passion for the plant. Yeah. And if you have that, it's like, wow, you it's kind of pass the torch, man. Yeah, you and you're like, but you connect so close that's with them, that. and you get to test their products. Of course, they're not just standing here. We also can tag test yeah. them, you know. <laughs> yes. You yeah. get to test the strains which you grew, they grew, you know, and right. it's like, and, and, and you get the feedback, and I think that's one of the most important things for our, for now.
0: And getting that direct user. So the guys in the trenches, man, right? They've been relying on the product, they're putting, their, they're putting all their faith in it if it's taking up space in their grow. Yeah.
3: True, true, that, true, and that. Yeah, and awesome. like the guy who's growing this chubs, so I think he's outside smoking a blunt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> he is a medical grower. Okay, like his child has severe autism and uh, uh, ah. no, no, no seizures, she gets seizures, right? And I so he managed to grow this. Turn it into a magazine like ours, uh, uh, like Rick Simpson oil and stuff, yes. yeah. and in capsules. That's him, oh, um, awesome, and he Able he tried after some it. time bringing the kid back to the doctor. It couldn't trigger any any more seizures. They tried to, but they couldn't do it anymore. That oh, is wild. Yeah. You know? And so if you see, it's not just that part of it. Even like for a home even if you're targeting the homegrower, you enable him to take care of his family the best way possible. Yes. Still yes. have some uh, leftover herbs to have his own fun, but help him out his kids. contribute, oh.
0: give back. Yeah, man, it's, that's beautiful. And I think that's honestly, home grow is something in the U.S. that has been legacy, you know, it's existed forever and still does. Mm-hmm. But with the industry making a huge splash, there's not a lot of focus sometimes on being able to just grow at home and doing it yourself. Do you think that the US will catch up eventually and or that home growers will uh will start growing more and uh and competing or do you see kind of from your outside perspective now that the US industry is kind of ruling it in the bigger companies?
3: I don't think so. I think it's an issue that we have um States like Florida where I can get medical anything you know it's no problem there's like a huge industry there but I'm legally not allowed to grow like I go to the dispo and buy myself an ounce of fucking weed every day if I want to it's no problem (laughs) but I can't have three or four or five plants at my house and take care of for myself and I grow living soil like I want everything to be organic not just for my wife's sake to be organic, right. for my own sake, for the taste. I like but it better. Actually, yeah, right. So,
0: actually create quality. And
3: exactly. And you and have that, that possibility there. And while you, in even in a dispo, even if you trust the guys, do you really know what's in it? Everything. Maybe they don't always know because they run a business. They need to survive in the end of the day. And that True. is, for me, it will come. It will come more and more if we ever get to the point that we get the Legalization of, of at least a few plants, you yes. know, just like a few plants, yeah, you know, like and then states
0: have like a six plant limit, and it's like, okay, now six yeah. plants. All right, at least you can you can have your little four by four tent, you can churn out exactly a few, few grows a year mm-hmm. and actually create some things. Ed Rosenthal calls it the tomato model, you know.
2: Hey, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Just yeah.
0: legalize cannabis like tomatoes. You know, if you wanted to make your own ketchup at home or your own marinara sauce. You can, you know, no one's going to stop you from growing uh-huh. your whole garden of tomatoes. I think we're uh, we're not far off that, but still probably a decade. <laughs> I think we're getting there.
3: I think we're getting there. And the reason probably why you're doing this, at least that's the reason why I'm doing it, why, we, why I'm even recording us right now here, yeah. is I want to destigmatize. I want to legalize. I want to speak up and I want to say what I, I think. And I think growing a plant makes you will love that plant more i think i i I always consumed weed since i was way too young but i (laughs) since i've been growing weed yeah. I, I, I feel such a deep connection to this plant, you right. know. Yeah, and there's
0: something about actually watching it grow and being mm-hmm. there every day, seeing that flower bud start, right? And yeah. then that first flower that you're starting to smell, too, and mm-hmm. get those terpenes mm-hmm. off of it. That's the best, no? <laughs> yeah, and delicious. then
3: having your favorite strain <laughs> and keep on burping that jar. And, like, I think he, she needs another burp. Like, yeah. after the 15th burp of just the day, she needs smell. another burp just yeah. so I can smell again.
0: Sometimes, <laughs> when you're, sometimes when you're smelling that fresh flower, it feels like you can't inhale long enough. Like you're trying to smell it deeper. Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> just
3: in in. in. <laughs> I love you it, know? yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, so we're just trying with this with these genetics and we're trying to have something for everybody. The purple lemonade has been out there for like five years. Really beautiful purple. Excellent, Almost man. every single pheno is really purple and it smells just like a bowl of lemons. Oh yeah. Best it. seller is gorilla cookies, you know, it's just super strong, very has the stickiness of the gorilla and the pungentness, and then you still have that little doughy stuff. Yes. We try to come out with every year with some like new taste the apricot is kind of something new a new turn
0: what's your sleepiest no. indica I see, I I, the apricot like is right there like up there yeah 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 couch locks folks I'll enjoy that yeah 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 the
3: apricots definitely they're definitely at, huh? there there That's is awesome. a strawberry um, what do we have the strawberry pie is super heavy we also have the, these original lines so you see you can get a cheese in an auto version or a skunk or yes. white widow yeah, or some an classes. OG kush you know right. like whatever And now, recently, we just started crossing our very, very top lines, the best sellers, what people really love, and we cross them back to the cuts where they're coming from. So they are like actually F1 crosses of an auto. And uh, and a Excellent, photo period, yeah. and so, so it, it reduces your flowering time, but you have awesome. full con- yeah you have full control, like yeah. meaning you want a out, you want to scrog out in whole room with it right.
0: no no issues scrog out yeah. yeah so actually you can have your choice then with the strains exactly and, uh,
3: yeah we try to it really have something for everybody you have to you know yeah, right. the the the, the customers really demand it and we just respond to what the customer customers are asking for in the end no?
0: yeah awesome man. Yeah, well, Sebastian, good man. Thanks for jumping on the show and telling us about the shop. Thanks so much for having me. About fast buds and and find some seeds of their own.
3: Yeah. Thanks so much, Rob. And always remember, it's 4:20 somewhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cheers. What's up, everybody? Still here on the floor, day three at MJ BizCon, hanging out with GreenCheck Verified, a long long long-standing guest in the making, man. We've been messaging on LinkedIn for a few months and bounced into each other at Benzinga. We're not it in
8: years yet. Huh? I thought we were measuring it in years. Uh,
0: what has it been? Like maybe one year? Yeah. One we'll year go, total. One point one. Yay! Well, welcome to the show, man. Welcome to Apartment One Thirteen, Brett Puffenbarger. Welcome, dude, and congrats on the recent role. I think I saw that you joined GreenCheck uh, not too long ago. A little over a year ago now. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, man. How, how's uh, How's GreenCheck doing, man? And what are you guys bringing to the table?
8: I think we're doing amazing. man. We've launched three new products last 12 months. Wow. That's been a, a sprint.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Jeez, man. Just one thing after the next, huh?
8: Yeah. So like back at the beginning of 23, we decided uh, simple, basic understanding. These are like clients offer to banks. I've actually looked up track and trace your point of sale system as a kind of company reported to the banks. Gotcha. Pretty simple. We figured out pretty early on, that's a problem there essential services cannabis companies need, you know, uh, payroll, HR services, lending, funding, payments, anything. So rather than just kind of haphazardly let it happen, we decided to create a marketplace kind of like you would see on credit karma where cannabis companies can come shop for any of the boring
0: stuff. Right. So they can actually find all the services they need kind of in a bundled yep. a bundle portfolio or if they need one kind of financial service, odds are they're going to need the others. Eventually? Shortly yeah. after. Yeah. yeah.
2: So, like, think about it like credit karma, right? Like based on your
8: information, they tell you, we can get you this car loan, this house loan, this credit card. Do you want to refinance this, that, right? We gotcha. can do that for cannabis companies. Do you need lending, funding, payments, payroll, staffing?
0: Oh, man. So once, once you go through all the hard work and get the impossible done and get your license, then they come to you guys yeah. and get all the numbers straight. And, and maybe even beforehand, huh?
2: It's a cakewalk
8: <laughs> from there, right? And yeah... Honestly, people come to us before because you kind of have to have your shit together. Yeah,
0: kind of getting your business plan written, your projections, Even understanding your that, bank.
8: Like some states, uh, Florida's a really good example. They want you to have all of your service providers picked out before you're ever there, right? So their oh. application doesn't just say like, we will secure state legal banking relationships and you know it, card right. processing. They'll say... We are utilizing What's your account XYZ number? Bank, utilizing Green Check Verified for compliance, and then we'll be using ABC Payments Processing. and you know.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's that's a lot more red tape. Those are some hoops to jump through. <laughs>
8: yeah, and for us, we can be a one-stop shop to solve it. You know, yeah. why, why go search for 50 things when I can give you three or four options in each category that right. already want and to work with you?
0: Yeah, definitely. And that can be so hard for some of these business owners, like facing the world right now in cannabis, having someone there to help with the finance side and and advise, um, keep them in the lane, right, and and follow suit there can can make wonders. Yeah. I think I imagine going to financial institutions that don't know about cannabis and starting to have some of these same conversations will get shut down pretty fast by some institutions and then maybe would get led astray by others without having that kind of industry knowledge, right? So that's a big part of what we do.
8: Uh, uh, one of our core business verticals is selling marketing, talking to educating banks, right? We do monthly boot camps with one of our co-founders where he oh, educates awesome. bankers okay. on cannabis topics. We do all sorts of stuff. So like, even before a bank becomes a green check bank, right? Before they start using our baseline software, yeah, they go through an entire like board prep and training on how to service cannabis companies, how uh, to understand what we do. Cause like, so, think about it like this, right? As weed people, we understand what a dispensary does, how it operates. We understand how it grows, what it
0: does, how it operates. We understand how an extraction company works. Right, there's nothing about the vernacular that's like obscure, right? We're just talking and we can yeah. drop all the industry terms. They
8: don't know that, right? And it,
0: it's, yeah. this is
8: going to sound super elementary to us, but like something as simple as like, hey guys, retail is retail. A dispensary is no different than a 7 Eleven or a Walmart as far as how it looks on the balance sheet right same thing with a cultivation it's no different than like manufacturing or some kind of assembly supply chain you ever you know banked a steel plant or (laughs) a corn farm or a milk business like congratulations like
0: it's gonna be just like that it's
8: that and for most of them they they believe the same bs that cannabis companies do like oh i'm not a credit union i can't bank them or like oh my god it's federally legal that's hard and it's yeah it's not it's it's Complicated.
0: Yeah. It's not hard. It's not impossible. But you, <laughs> right. if you know what you're doing or you have the guidance, like GreenCheck can provide, it's, it's available. And man, there are so many businesses that are waiting for more banks to come online that way that uh, I imagine that's pretty lucrative for a bank to add a, just a new tranche, right? A sudden, a new industry for them. Yeah, so that's the primary
8: driver for financial institutions. They want the deposit money. And then eventually, yes, sir. <laughs> the next goal is money, right? How do we get them lending money? How do we get them participating and growing the industry not just right. supporting it
0: but growing it. actually actually in the trenches or providing that assistance now to businesses exactly. so so banks can come to green check and go through that process and businesses can come to green check to get connected with banks exactly or to be found yeah. okay yeah. awesome man and what was the third product in the mix oh, that was
8: created uh, so we actually bought our own financial institution uh somewhat like the Zelle of Zah or the PayPal of Pot or the cash app of cannabis. So hey, gotcha. B2B, B2B payments could be a backup bank account, could replace a bank account. It's not a bank account. It's a store okay. value account. So Ooh, without nice. getting into the weeds of it, like, yeah. think of how Zelle works. We right. Can kind of that.
0: a wallet, uh, ACH or a wallet yep. deposit. Exactly. So okay. we can
8: do that for cannabis companies now. So if you're a cultivator and you're trying to pay or, you know, get paid by a retailer, we yes. can do instant on your phone like it's the movies mm, that's awesome man. like no yeah. duffel bag full of cash none of that like just, do, 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 just
2: right
0: there man it's good to know where some b2b payment options may be i know in the world of payments ever it's b2c that's driving the, the headlines that's the problem i mean everyone knows the problem there with accepting pin debit cashless atm yeah but, but nobody you talks about kind of the real problem the massive f- uh, oh banking and uh, not even that
8: <laughs> The real problem is retailers aren't paying cultivators. Extraction companies aren't paying cultivators. Cultivators aren't paying extraction companies. Cultivators aren't paying, you know, right. packaging suppliers. Like, right. part of that is they don't have money because a lot of people are struggling. They're but getting pinched on it. Part of it is also, it's a huge pain. And even if they do pay you, like, right? Like, so pre-us existing state, yeah. What you're going to send me a wire transfer. It's going to sit in, what, escrow for three weeks, and I don't you see You got to use it, some funky... Process. Yeah, right. You gotta like fight a guy in a raincoat and wrestle a minotaur and like know <laughs> the secret a, password
0: and realize you follow the guy with the dummy backpack the whole yeah. time.
8: <laughs> Doing it in three seconds on a phone and going, do huh. do. Payment it's received. There, like.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I think that distinguishes that, or it's kind of surprises me that people have missed the B two B option is that the B two B payment is like. Uh, it could be like sixteen thousand dollars for massive shipments. It more. could be, yeah, it's, it could be much more, right? Versus we the small to consumer to transactions of like thirty to fifty dollars pop.
8: Right, it's a, it's not a volume game. It's. Uh, right. We were talking to a distributor in Washington, and they were telling me that their average ticket size is like four hundred and eighty thousand dollars because oh they only man. make like three sales <laughs> That's a, a way month. Way underestimated. It's, that. It's, <laughs> they're a distributor to distributor. They're 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 an outlier, right? But like
0: yes. Yeah. that but where that's really you... moving a huge amount of money quickly and needing the banks that can back it and right and they're warehouses at a right. time like oh wow yeah that's the fun stuff man I, do you guys have an api to allow other software to tap into so that that's, goodness that's number four Ooh. that's the final hey. one so uh <laughs>
8: just a month and a half six weeks ago we launched something called green check access so green okay. check access is a Combination suite of APIs and data integrations. So we've got integrations to twenty-one point of sale systems, both major track and trace systems, a bunch of loyalty and e-commerce platforms. We can do all that fun stuff. Embedded payments on your loyalty platform. Talking my language, man. On the software side, all of that. (laughs) So we're gonna we're starting to monetize those uh, aggregate level APIs. So why why go build twenty-one integrations if you want point of sale data? Why not build one? Right. And we'll, we'll turn on the hose. Uh, and, and then additionally...
0: Allow all the point of sales to connect or, or
8: hitch up if they'd like. Yeah. And then the bigger super secret is, so our core business model tracks transaction data at the dollar and skew level for cannabis companies to report it to banks. Yes. So our, our waste product, our, our, you know, the thing we don't <laughs> like the use... the extra piece is all is of that. Is the largest repository of cannabis company data mm. in the world that transactional amounts cart totals and um, cart composition to power the marketplace suggestions we're using that Ah. to power you know a la intel inside some of the bigger data companies now so like we're we are undergoing a revolution from fintech company to true like tech
0: data company or almost analytics company at some point
8: If I had a magic wand and could tell you the future, I expect to see green check inside on a vast majority of information and technology in the cannabis space. Oh, man. In the next couple of months or years. Yeah. What we have built and are now finally starting to put out in the world now that
0: it's ready is... Right. Really crossing or checking the boxes, huh? It's exactly what some folks need. We've grown up. Thank you for listening to the Apartment 113 podcast. For more information about the show, along with our services and courses, visit apt113.com. We offer cannabis software product management, cannabis education courses, and freelance writing. With over a decade of experience in the cannabis industry, Apartment 113 is here to help.